Want to beat the burnout and find out what it really takes to boost your mojo? Welcome to the Mojo Show. Join Kyle Hargreaves and David Elcoat, a couple of guys that used to be fit, then got fat, but managed to get fit again. They're on a mission to cut through all of the BS from the world of health, fitness, and self-help, and share their knowledge and experience as coaches to help you consistently look good, feel great, and be at your best. What would you like to chat about, Kyle? Well, I think first and foremost, we should introduce ourselves and give a rundown of what the hell this Mojo show is supposed to be all about. Okay. I think that'd be a good place to start. That sounds good. Okay. Go on then. Right, I'll pause and you can go first, mate. Okay. Um, right, okay, so I'll, I don't know. Hang on. Ah, uh, right, okay. So, you know what? I, think, <clears throat> I was thinking, like, should we, like, do an introduction to the show and all that sort of thing? And I'm thinking, you know what, let's just fucking talk and get on with it. So, we'll just assume that it's already started. <laughs> we'll go from there. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to... I'll introduce you. How about that, to start with? So, this will be fun. Yeah, okay, all right, we'll introduce each other. Okay, all right, that sounds like fun. So, wonderful listeners, thanks for joining us on this new endeavour that we've set up called The Mojo Show. Um, we're highly organised and highly planned. We have no idea what we're doing, so we're just going to kind of roll with it. Um, the idea is we wanted to cut through some of the bullshit that's out there when it comes to health, fitness, and self-help and all that crap, because... Both of us, myself and Dave, uh, have been sort of self-help junkies over the years, and we found that a lot of it, a lot of it, helped us not that much. So, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so we we kind of decided to get our heads together um, and share our experiences of what has worked and what hasn't worked, and our kind of a we, we we both started out in the fitness industry that's how we know each other so i think it's fair to say that between us we know a little bit about what health and fitness actually is and we also know through personal experience how not to do health and fitness because we both got pretty fat dave's <laughs> old nickname was actually was actually heifer at one point yeah um <laughs> and that was when he was training let alone <laughs> a three stops <laughs> anyway so we've, we've kind of got a bit of insight into this industry and or not just the industry but who cares about the industry we've, we've got some insight into what works and what doesn't we've both worked with clients we've both had some we've both had some great success stories with clients but we've also faced some challenges in terms of getting results for other people and for ourselves and we both learned the hard way that the ideal image that you kind of have in your head as a trainer or a coach or as someone working in the fitness industry who is kind of already into health and fitness, we've kind of learned the difficult way what it is to be someone that's not so interested in health and fitness, that's trying to change, that's trying to lose weight, that's trying to improve their energy, that's trying to get out of depression and all that crap. Because we've both lived it. We've both ended up through various stages on our journey, um, going through that 
fire and going through that shit and feeling pretty miserable. So we, I think it's fair to say we've got some insight. So I'm going to introduce my friend Dave, Dave Elcote, who now lives in Devon, bless him. Um, so Dave was a personal trainer with me um, years ago. Blimey, how many years ago has it been, Dave? way too many Kyle I'm far too old and I don't want to give that number because it'll make me realize just how old I actually am (laughs) (laughs) it's coming up to 15 odd years isn't it something like that something crazy like that yeah we both worked in a gym that I don't even know if they're still going I won't mention the name just in case because I'm sure we'll have some wonderful things to say about them and I don't want to get sued no um... (laughs) So, not, on our first pod- not on the first podcast anyway. We'll wait to the second one before the lawsuits start rolling in. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We'll give, us a, we'll give ourselves a chance to um, set up a, a defence fund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see that donate so, now button at the bottom of the podcast, guys? Yeah. That's actually for our lawyers, if you, you know, wouldn't mind helping us out. Yeah, so I'll just give him page. Please keep yeah. in prison. <laughs> prison and poverty. Anyway, that little exchange about, uh, you know, the facetiousness there, that's going to be pretty much the underlying tone of this whole podcast is, yes, there will be some amazing content and some stuff that you can take away, but it will be delivered in a very, very facetious way. Why? Well, because I think, and and I don't know about Kyle, if you've ever heard of imposter syndrome where you're pretending to be someone else, um, when Kyle and I Mm -hmm. try to be professional, it just comes across as insincere because you then meet us in person and realise just how flipping facetious we actually are. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask one of the things we spoke about, like when we were talking about putting this together as well, it's like there's, there's some great information out there, right? There's some great podcasts, there's some great videos, there's some great people, but everybody's, well, not everybody, but so many people seem like they've got a stick up their ass, and it's just so boring after times. So even though the information's good. Yeah. It's just difficult to to follow because you're falling asleep. And to be fair, I mean, I was kind of guilty of this as well because I start, tried to start my own podcast and I was sending myself to sleep. <laughs> That's when you know your shit is really bad, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't watch it back without falling asleep. And like Kyle, I've done it. I've tried putting videos on and I'm watching myself going, I can't actually remember what my own video was about because it was that fucking boring. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Kyle, we'll get on. We'll get back to that. Come on, Kyle. Intro. Who am I? What do I do? You so, know, what do you want to say? Thirty seconds, though. Elevator pitch me. <laughs> elevator pitcher. Yeah, um, sorry. Well, elevator. That's my Essex accent. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, that could be a bit dangerous because I don't think the elevator would go up with you in it, would it? Oh, <laughs> mate. At least uh, you know it would actually be able to find me. You know, the skinny little rake that you are. Oh, yes. <laughs> See, this is what happened. This is how Kyle and I met. We basically abused each other for him being so skinny and me being so fat (laughs) yeah so anyone that's got any um kind of body image issues um (laughs) yeah now might be the time to shoot out (laughs) it's always meant with love just like it's just it's always like a backhanded compliment (laughs) so um dave's 30 second elevator pitch so dave is well, where do I start? Okay. So Dave is what I would call a walking encyclopedia when it comes to anything to do with um, 
how the body works in terms of muscles and skeleton and whatever else. He started off as a personal trainer. He did a degree in sports science and he's now decided that that degree wasn't enough. So he's gone back to uni because he wants to be an osteopath. Um, he hasn't got the best people skills in the world, but his knowledge kind of makes up for that in some, to some respect. <laughs> um, thank you very much for that, that, that lovely but, introduction. <laughs> anything you want to know about or anything there is to know about getting out of pain, if Dave doesn't know it, then it's probably not worth knowing. But, you know, he has got the bedside manner of a doctor. No, no, doctors are politer than my bedside manner, Kyle. <laughs> you really? Are yeah, uh, yeah, for sure, 100%. Um, yeah, Kyle's right, ladies and gentlemen, my bedside manner isn't the best. No, I don't have the best people skills. Yet, weirdly, for some reason, people seem to like me. I still, <laughs> to this day, do not understand why. <laughs> yeah, a piece of shout out of me as well, but exactly. here we go. 15 years later, we're, here we are. we're still here. Yeah, people still can't come around and be like, oh, Dave, you're a really decent guy. No, it's it, it's just because I, you know, when I'm doing it, okay, I've actually, I'll say that I've got a lecturer at uni that's kind of like me. And it's because when you're doing it, if you are polite to people, it's really weird. They think, they think you're a really nice person. And it's like, no, I've literally just insulted you three times in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> like, but I did it politely. But I did it because I did it politely. They seem to think you're really nice. It's like, no. No, like that, like Kyle said, I've, I've got no better manners. <laughs> anyway, um, on the other end of the call, ladies and gentlemen, is Kyle Hargreaves. Um, he does have bedside manners. He's actually probably one of the nicest blokes I, I actually know, if not the nicest. He will literally give his own shirt off his own back to help random strangers. Um, his knowledge and area of expertise lies in martial arts. Um, again, training fitness training and the coaching science and that's where he's really excelled is in with the martial arts side and the coaching science is how to use the brain and the mind to alter your behavior in threatening situations uh you look at him and you kind of go oh, really this this guy this guy but he is a stone cold killer at heart and when i met kyle i was like seriously dude you just need to express that i on the other hand have no issue expressing that <laughs> And it's like, come on, Kyle, come on, coach it out of him. And after 15 years, we finally got the real Kyle. No, um, he's just a downright decent bloke. And again, much like Kyle said, if he doesn't know something with regards to threat and using the brain to your best advantage in a threatening situation, it really just isn't worth knowing. And we've both been through some stuff over time. And the whole point of this podcast is literally to... You know, look, there is some fantastic stuff out there. There is also some not fantastic stuff about health, fitness, you know, mindset, blah, 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 blah. And it's just to call out the bullshit and just get through to what actually works for people. You know, that, that's, and, that's what it's about. <laughs> I'm into that. And uh, yeah, thanks for that intro. That was, uh, no that, was that, that was much nicer than my intro. I uh, know. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying my hand at some self-improvement, but genuine self-improvement, not the shelf-help stuff, as we mentioned. Um, I'm, I'm actually trying to be nice. It, it does actually have quite a remarkable effect on your life. I've got to be honest. Yeah. Well, I suppose you give, what, you get what you give, don't you? So that, that's, yeah. that's what they say, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. You, you get out what you give. Uh, yeah. So first one, Kyle. Little brief intro, you know. Let's let's go with something simple. 
why 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 did we do this you know why what what for you was the the big thing you know what is it the big message that you want to get out there and that we're going to put out week on week well the thing for me um is one of the things that even as a professional right even as a as a fitness professional was one of the things that really always used to piss me off and still pisses me off is the sheer amount of conflicting and confusing information out there that just kind of leaves you overwhelmed and feeling like a deer in headlights. Yeah. It drives me absolutely around the bend. And you get people come up to you sort of like, they always, they always ask you, what's the best way to deal with this, right? And there's so many different options out there that there's everybody's trying to kind of sell the next big craze whether it's like in the fitness industry so whether it's like equipment like or or classes like you've got all the crossfit bullshit and it was kettlebells and indian clubs then it was trx and zumba and there's always kind of like the next thing out and in in terms of like the self-help world as well the shelf help if you want to call it there's book upon book upon book and program and program upon program all coming out yeah people are still overweight people are still miserable people are still depressed yeah. And there's, the, the change isn't happening. So, and I know this from my own experience as well, as somebody that kind of got overwhelmed by the sheer amount of information and ended up comparing myself to so many different people out there that, like you said earlier, that imposter syndrome kicked in. And I kind of got lost and I fell into my own spiral of depression and binge eating and putting on loads of weight. I actually gained four stone, which where actually was it more than that it was a like five stone at one point i was like i used to compete at like 12 stone and the heaviest i got up to 17 um and i'm now kind of back down to a more respectable normal sort of 13 so i, I went through the process of actually pulling myself out of the shit getting my life back on track doing the work losing the weight and and i, I guess for me it's like i want to share with people that it is possible you do mm-hmm. have to put the work in but you don't need half of the bullshit or anything else that's out there the simplest thing is find the way that works for you and stick with it because that's the thing right that's the thing there's so many different things out there and everybody's so busy chasing the what's what, what's the term they call it dave like the net with the shine is it shiny object shiny syndrome? object syndrome yeah you know? whereas you, you, you move from one object to another. You do something for like a few weeks at a time and you might get results initially, but you decide the thing's shit or it's too much work or, or it's just not working for you. So you stop and you revert. You fall back into that same cycle. Then you find the next shiny object and it becomes an ongoing cycle. Whereas if you just kind of stop doing that shit, stop being an idiot and just go back into that, into what like into yourself and go, actually, what is it that, well, first of all, what is it that I really want? And what is it that makes do I enjoy? What is it that makes me happy? And how can I use that and do that consistently to start getting to where I want to be? And that yeah. was kind of the journey I went through. So for me, this podcast is a way of sifting through some of that shiny object syndrome, getting to kind of real brutal, honest, what does and doesn't work um, and, and encouraging people to actually reconnect with themselves and get back to that point of you know what is it that's going to work for me what is it that makes me happy um and, and build and help them build processes and their or their own journey and their own process from that that so that's kind of that thing for me is basically just making life a bit simpler see that was a really 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 long-winded and complicated way of saying i want to simplify shit <laughs> 
well, as in coaching, Kyle, you know, we, we meet people where they are, not where we want them to be. And as uh, the coach on the other end of the phone call, Kyle, I'm glad you got there. Well done. Good boy. <laughs> Just clap. Yay, gold star. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Kyle. Um, I think for myself, mate, like, it's, it's pretty much exactly the same. It's, just, it's literally about simplifying it and, you know, helping people understand um, what you said there, like about who you are, what you want. I think that's that's the thing. I mean, one of the things, as as Carl mentioned, right, is about the the research side. I'm a giant dork. I love research. I love reading about what does work, what the science is saying, and then how to implement it in real life. And one of the things we know from research is that actually everything works at any given time on any person. The, the problem is, is that particular thing that you might be trying, you might not be the right person at the right time for that particular system. And it's what Kyle just said there is about who are you? What do you want? You know, and, you you know, so if, if this system's saying, well, we can change you overnight, you've just got to put in 10 ton of work. And I found this myself, you know, I've got a wife, four kids, I'm studying, I'm still working. I haven't got nine hours a day to commit to that. So that system's not right for me. So why would it work when you think about that? Because it doesn't meet me where I am right now. I've got to find something for me personally, as an example, that can fit in in a short space of time and I can do little bits, but be consistent. And that did work for me. Like much like you said, Kyle, I got fat, you know, got miserable, got downright depressed, actually. Um, Put on... I didn't put on, I put on about six kilos, which doesn't sound like a lot, but <clears throat> my weight, <clears throat> excuse me, barely fluctuates. Um, however, uh, my belly did fluctuate outwards quite considerably, <laughs> you know, um, I've, I've got lots of chins. Uh, <laughs> they're in the process of going down. I am doing the work, <laughs> you know, but it, and it was just like you say, just finding and sifting through a lot of the stuff. And this is something that, for me resonated because and I don't know about you Carl but I've done it in the past you know when I, we were like 19 odd in the first dine out in the industry and like oh people just make excuses well yep. actually no they don't you know what when you're fat overweight miserable and depressed getting out of that hole is effing hard like really effing hard like yeah. so hard it's and it's not about excuses it's literally they are just in a different place then you can't commit to the just do it and kick the crap out of you yeah. like, i think kyle we're already going to be sued by crossfit and nike because we've already slagged them off in a <laughs> <laughs> yeah so our just giving page which um <laughs> <laughs> again just below you know and it, it just the stuff just only works for a certain amount of people and unfortunately that like you say that the industry that we we were in you know on a regular basis previously it it doesn't work for the vast majority and we've obviously been through that or going through it in my case at the moment and found that it doesn't work and i just wanted to get that out there to actually say to the people that it's not actually you you're not a failure you're just in a different place to what the advice that's being given to you that's it to simply find some different advice well that's the thing isn't it you know and I'm I'm, I'm 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 sure we were both guilty of this at some point I know I was and like you said you know like when you thought of like 19 or what, what was it? I was 20 20 21 when I started personal training and I was working with clients that were a lot older that were kind of in their 30s some 40s and I think I had one that was sort of in their 60s and they're all in different stages of life yeah right? and they were different experience to what I had 
And there were always going to be some clients that were going to struggle to follow the stuff he put together. Now, now for me, as 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 a 20-year-old who's like uber into fitness that thinks yeah. like this is the most amazing thing ever, I couldn't figure out why that client didn't think this was the most amazing thing ever as well. It was like, well, why are you not following my program? Why would you spend money on me and not follow my program? Do you not want it enough? Is there a problem? And, you know, my, my mentality then was almost like, it was, it was almost like offended. It was almost like they weren't taking me seriously, but it wasn't the problem. The problem was that they were in a different place. You know, they're, yes. they had all their, their own threat going on in life. Their position was, or their, everything about their life was completely different to mine. And I'm looking at it from a perspective of someone who's young, fit, with no responsibilities other than myself, that spends or spent upwards of 12 hours a day in a gym environment of course I'm going to look at it differently to someone who is doesn't particularly like the gym who's got issues around their weight who maybe doesn't have that much confidence that certainly didn't have body confidence that doesn't particularly like exercise that, sh- that struggles to change their diet one because they're busy they're tired um they probably feel that or they've got beliefs around eating healthy being more expensive and all right I'll be honest it is more expensive to eat clean organic food than it is to buy processed crap off the shelf. It doesn't matter what anybody says, you will have to spend more money. So there's all these things going on that create threat, that create resistance. And then you've got on top of that, you've then got your young fit personal trainer who you're, who you're then worried about being judged about. There's an add into the threat. Well, of course there's going to be resistance. Of course there's going to be kind of like freeze fight and flight going on. So but at that age and at that time, I couldn't see that. And it was only when I actually started to grow up and I started going through that experience myself that I started to realise that actually the whole no pain, no go, no gain, go hard, go home, it's the biggest load of bullshit out there. It's the, <laughs> it's the biggest lie. Because <clears throat> here's a fundamental problem with that principle, right? The whole no pain, no gain. You're brain is fucking wired to avoid pain at all costs so (laughs) you're kind of hamstrung from the beginning you know so like you say like your brain is like guys if you don't have background in like either like neuropsychology or neurophysiology we will literally do our damnedest to run away from anything that causes us pain stress or or threat whether that is emotional or physical so like kyle says if the fitness industry and the personal trainer is telling you no pain no gain and your brain is hardwired to go avoid pain link those two exercise and fitness and nutrition cause me pain i must avoid it ah yeah uh so you are literally working against your body's own defense mechanism and in times of threat or stress is is little tip again guys i use this in physical rehab i know kyle uses it in the the mindset rehab so to speak physiology trumps psychology if you're stressed out tired or in pain your body will undergo a physiological response you can try and do your best to be like no that's not the way it is your body will just go up yours (laughs) (laughs) i am running the hell away from this because it is physically primed to do so comes from cavemen times right tiger bursts in i'm sitting in my living room or in my cave as it was back then yeah i'm not going to stand there and try and chant or outthink the saber-toothed tiger okay i'm gonna defend my family or run like hell from it i don't want to think about that i want to do it but again you know that's where nike thing does work just do it in times of threat just do it because it will it'll leg it (laughs) it'll run away (laughs) and when you've got 
go hard or go home, your brain goes, yeah, fuck that. Bye. Go home. <laughs> yeah, I'm going home. Yeah, my choice is to go hard or go home. I've got some ice cream yeah. in the freezer. I think I'll go and have that instead. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. eating ice cream is actually less painful than smashing the shit out of yourself in a gym. Because that's the other oh. thing, isn't it? It's not just a case of avoiding pain. It also approaches pleasure. And, yeah. you know, that's so that's why in times of or part of the reason why in times of stress is why people comfort eat right apart from the fact yeah. that it's hardwired into us from when we're babies to go and look, run to mummy as we call it you know when you're a kid you graze your knee you're sitting there crying what does mum do she gives you a cuddle maybe a sweet or whatever she does something to comfort you but over time you start to associate you build this attachment with food and sugar and sweet and everything as being comfort um, yeah. it's pleasurable it makes you feel good so then when you're stressed your brain moves you away from the pain, so it takes you away from the threat situation and moves you towards pleasure to try and get that. that um, ah, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for, Dave? The endorphin oh, hit, the dopamine the release. The do- that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, and that's what happens. So you're you're constantly running against your own neurology, right? And it's this whole thing of doesn't matter like this like self-sabotage and all that it's all bullshit because you're not doing it consciously you're 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 doing it at an unconscious level you don't even realize you've done it until it's too late until you've done it yeah and it's interesting because like you say people and that term is banded around in our industry a lot and like the people are why do people keep self-sabotaging a lot but when you understand that the, like you say the neuro and the all the stuff that's associated with it, it's not sabotage it's self-preservation yeah absolutely yeah, and you are you are literally trying to preserve your identity of who you are at that given time and why it's tripped that stress alert in your brain. Yeah, and it's 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 actually completely understandable. Yeah. Anyway, it needs to change. <laughs> yeah, Carl and I absolutely. both feel very strongly about this, and that's what we're hoping to do on this cast over time is give you different strategies that you can use. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, pain and pleasure. And that's the other one. You know, if the pain is greater than your perception, you know, your perception of pain is greater than the perceived pleasure that you will get from it, you'll always not do it. You need yeah. to reduce the pain, increase the pleasure. It's, it's, it's actually quite simple. Because well, this is do. part of it as well, isn't it? It's all to do with perception, like you say. Yeah. You know, it's the thought of doing something. Now, it's, it's that whole. Nine times out of ten, it's a bit of a cliche, but the thought of doing something seems worse than the thing actually is itself. Yeah. And we, it, all, it depends on where we're coming from. It depends on our state, our energy, you know, how we are at any particular given time. So say like you've got to do a workout and you've had a stressful day, you know, you've been running around like a headless chicken, maybe after the kids, or you've you've had been abused by your boss at work and you've been eating crap all day because you've been so busy. So your body's full of um sugar and crap your hormones are all out of sync your gut flora is all over the place so you know you're not getting the the serotonin the happy hormones and the endorphins that you should be getting you're running on cortisol and adrenaline which are your main stress hormones it's so your body's already in a a state where it's in a breakdown and it's stressed out and then you start thinking about about going to the gym and your energy is already low your mood's already low and you're like fuck that well i don't want to do that when i can sit and eat ice cream you know and this Whereas if you if you're in a if whereas if you're in a different state, whereas say you've had a good day where you, maybe you have been you've been eating clean for a while say and you know so your hormones are more balanced you had a good night's sleep you've got praise at work for something you did things are going well and you, you're full of energy 
then you can think you can look at that same workout that you're going to go and do. You know, I feel really up for that. I could enjoy that. I could do that today. So it depends on kind of what your state is at any given time. And that will affect the, that your perception or your view of whatever it is. And then, you know, you'll look at things differently. So some days things are going to seem like 10 times worse than what they actually are. And sometimes they'll see 10 times better. You know, it just depends on what what program you're running at any given time. Yeah. And, you know, that, 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 is, that is pretty much it, is like the program, you know, having the flexibility to adapt that program based on that state, because we are not one-dimensional beings that exist in one pure state all the time. You know, like you said, Kyle, life changes, so your state will change according to it. You know, I know full well that if I've had a good night's sleep, you know, my diabetes is good, my back pain's like minimal or like non-existent, you know, my training is a different thing to, you know, if my youngest, which is seven months old, has kept me up till two o'clock in the morning, you know, my my diabetes is being wank and therefore my core's not firing and my back pain's crap, I can't train the same way, not a chance. (laughs) But don't get me wrong, I've tried. And I've sat at the bottom of a squat trapped under a bar because of it as well. <laughs> I was going to say, how did that go for you? <laughs> uh, not very well. Actually, my favourite one is I, I believe, um, I can't remember which child it was. I went back to training to try and bench press once. I think it was about two weeks into having a newborn. Uh, I fell asleep in the middle of a bench press. <laughs> I genuinely, have I not told you this story? No. Okay. So I'd, when I bench press, I don't put clips on the bar, whether you agree or disagree with it. And in this time, it actually saved my life because the bar came down, hit my ribs, which woke me up. And I managed to tilt one end of it off, slip the weights off and then threw it off. I came away with some bruising instead of crushed ribs. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those. Yeah. What I learned is sleep is vital to any kind of performance. <laughs> and don't fucking bench press when you're tired. <laughs> anyway. So that's a, that's, a, that's a top tip there. Yeah, don't bench press when you're tired. It's fucking novish. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you had a reasonable excuse. I, I don't think I've ever told you this story, but I did the same sort of thing. I didn't fall asleep, though. It was the very first time I was like newly qualified. Like, I had finished my level two in gym or whatever. It was my first gym job, and the gym was dead. Absolutely dead. There was no one there. So I thought, oh, no, I'll go and push some weights. So I've gone to go over to the bench press, and I'm like, Bear in mind, I've never really bench pressed before at this point. This, that tells you a lot about yep. qualifications and the fitness industry. <laughs> so anyway, so I've looked at it and there's like, I can't remember what the weight was on there. I thought, oh, I can manage that. Easy. <laughs> yeah, like hell could I. So there <laughs> I am on my own. I've gone to lift this bar. <laughs> <laughs> and um, needless to say, thankfully I didn't put the clips on either because <laughs> I got stuck. <laughs> So here's another top tip. Don't let your ego get the better of you because, you know. Yeah, right. Oh, we, did, we did say we'll try and keep this around half an hour, guys, so they're short and to the point. So we're on 32 minutes. So there you go. All right. Perception of pain versus perception of happiness. Okay. that Your state at any given time. Okay. Um, your threat assessment. What's going on in your life? You know, what's stressing you out? All contribute to it. Okay. Also, don't put clips on a bench press because <laughs> it's clearly not good for you. <laughs> okay. Um, and 
you know, I hope you've enjoyed what we said. Um, I know us enjoyed talking about it purely because, don't know about you, Kyle, but sometimes when you're in a gym and you have to, as I say, behave yourself, you know, I'm not very good at it. So at least we can just be our facetious, uh, foul mouth selves on this podcast. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just thinking about all the times we could have got in trouble. But anyway. Uh, yeah, actually, perhaps yeah. what we should say, Kyle, is I'm surprised neither of us did get in more trouble then. <laughs> Uh, anyway right cool right well guys thanks very much for listening um, we'll be back next week we're going to we're going we're gonna to start weekly and see how we go from there Dave yeah for sure cool alright we'll be back next week then with some more top tips on how to not be a dick in the gym and <laughs> <laughs> there we go that's the new title of the podcast the Mojo <laughs> Show how to not be a dick in the gym <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Thanks very much. Cheers, guys. Thank you for listening to the Mojo Show. Join us again next week for more real talk about the world of health, fitness, and self help.